1: Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms under the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
2: And our next guest, Tyvus Powell, former Ohio State Buckeye, now does Radio in Columbus, appears on the Greater Cleveland, sp- or excuse me, the uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and is a co-host along our Jeff Phelps here on ninety two through the Fan for the Browns post game show. Tyvis, you have kids, right? I sure do. I was gonna say, what are your what are like the tactics you use? Because I'm a, I'm a new dad as of like five months ago. So we had our first Halloween last night, and we didn't really do too much because when they're five months, obviously there's not really much you could do. But for next yeah. year, I'm trying to take notes on like what are the tactics parents use. <laughs> to to take kids from their candy, the, or the candy from their kids' bag, and say, "Yeah, I get some of this too." Well,
3: first of all, let me say congratulations. My, Thank you. My young my youngest daughter is five months, but oh, nice. I do have I do have a two year old who went trick or treating yesterday, and I wasn't there obviously because I had to do the Browns thing. But she had she's so generous that she actually shares her candy with me. So mm. you have to raise you them raised them right. President. Yeah, you got to raise them to be kind and share.
2: <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Well, I was going to say, Earl tweeted and said that uh, this is a dictatorship. I'm the parent. You're the child, so I'm just taking it. That's, <laughs> that's true, too. Now, at the
3: end of the day, you can just walk right over there and take the kid. They can't really say
2: nothing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, well, Tyvus, before we get into the Browns a little bit here, I was going to ask the committee put out their first ranking of the season tonight. Uh, Tennessee at one. Obviously, your Ohio State Buckeyes at number two, you you okay with that? Did you think they got it right? Did you think Ohio State should have been one? Yeah, you know, at, the,
3: at this point, it doesn't really matter to me. It, it's fine. Tennessee definitely has the better resume due to the fact that the teams that they played, so I understand why they're at one. I mean, they are playing really out, outside of themselves right now, so – yeah, they deserve to be number one. It doesn't really matter as long as Ohio State's in the top four. Uh, come that last CFP poll, mm-hmm.
2: then it doesn't matter. I don't care if they number four as long as they're <laughs> in.
3: They, it, that's all you want.
2: I'm curious when you're when you're in those locker rooms as a college player. I know, like you guys, obviously, and and coaches obviously say it too. Like they they say the right things about like, oh, yeah, we don't pay attention to the rankings or we don't really care. How much does, like, is that true? Do you guys block that out? Or especially like being younger, being more so like teenagers, you know, getting into your early 20s, do you pay more attention to that? And is it something you guys talk about? Well, first of all, Spencer, what I will
3: tell you is that if anybody ever tells any player ever tells you they don't pay attention to that, they're lying right there. That's <laughs> a lie, and they lose all credibility Facts. moving forward. You 1,000% pay attention to it. You want to see what the world is saying about you because you view, obviously you view yourself as being a really good team, and you want to see if, if that lines up with what the rest of the world thinks as well. So, yeah, we definitely paid attention to it, especially when I was going there and the year we made it in, you know, Uh, going into the Big Ten Championship, we were right on the outside looking in. So we knew we had to make a statement game to get in. So absolutely everybody pays attention to it.
2: Talking with Tyvis Powell in the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. That's why uh, Nick Saban, I think, what's he called? Like rat poison or whatever he calls it. That's that's why because he knows he knows the, he knows his guys are listening. So it's, it's,
3: it's in, that, it's in the, the world that we live in today. It's no way that you can't see it. So you know it, it is what it is.
2: For sure. All right. Well, as we shift gears to the Browns, I want to start with the defensive side of the ball, which is obviously your specialty as well, being a, a former defender in the NFL yourself. Um, We've heard stories this year about Joe Woods kind of simplifying things to try to make the defense a little more simple to understand and and make it more successful. In recent weeks, I think we've also seen a really nice job from him and throwing in some different wrinkles, whether it was kind of that bare front that they ran against New England a little bit, trying to blitz a little bit more, mix in some of some of that, also moving Miles Garrett around a little bit more. I think we've seen as well. Uh, you have some unique perspective. Because you played in a defense like this, and I think fans sometimes wonder when you see a group that has this many guys back from last year on the side of the ball and a defensive coordinator in his third straight year here, why things take a little bit to kind of click right away. How do you explain it taking seven to eight weeks for this group to finally sort of play to its potential?
3: Well, I think it's everybody had to get back on the same page. You know, it's coming into the season, you thought that, you know, everybody would be speaking the same language, you know, with them being returning starters in there. Everybody should understand the chemistry. But, you know, that didn't happen that way. You know, people came out and they just looked kind of different. You know, some of the the um, techniques and the fundamentals of the game looked just sloppy at times. I guess, you know, at a point, you know, when you're when you come back and you're coaching the same guys, for the second or third straight year, you know, sometimes as a coach, you're like, okay, I don't need to teach y'all this because y'all under- y'all at work should understand the basics. Like, I-, I shouldn't have to repeat it to you. You should know. And I think Joe Woods maybe fell into that a little bit where he was like, you know, these are the same guys, so I don't have to tell you that, you know, you got to step with this certain foot on this play. I told you that last year and two years ago, so you probably should already know that. But to me, it seems like they kind of lost their fundamentals a little bit and they got sloppy but I think as things – as things – the season went on and he started moving players around, a la Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavian Clowney being moved to different sides and even sometimes on the inside, I think that changes a lot of things, sending those blitzes. I think with this defense, his, his thought is, if I got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, I don't really need to, to blitz anybody because those guys should win their one-on-one matchups or they should get home more times than not. And teams did a great job of keeping those two guys double-teamed and sometimes even triple-teamed for miles that he had to switch it up and start sending guys in on those blitzes. The good news about him sending those blitzes is that these linebackers and or these safeties are actually doing a great job of getting home and getting pressure on the quarterback and making them get rid of it.
2: Talk with Tyvis Powell. You can follow him on Twitter, at one Uh Staying on the defensive side of the ball, uh, through the first seven weeks – we, one of the biggest complaints about this team was just how terrible uh, the tackling was at times. And last night, it was a tackling clinic. I mean, Taki Taki was flying all over, wrapping guys up. There was tackles being made in the backfield, winning those one-on-one matchups that you kind of expect those guys when they're on an island to make. When tackling is, is not something that a team is good at, or when that's a trait that you see on a defense, like who's to blame or, or, or where do you kind of point to, On a team to fix that or where the issues lie, because, you know, you hear about like some teams doing that more training camp versus others. And and the fact that the league in in, in recent years has cut down on the number of practices, the number of padded practices that you're doing. So just where does it stem from when a team struggles with tackling (coughs) and then how does it kind of turn itself around like we saw last night where then finally it kind of clicks?
3: Well, it first it stems with the head coach because the only way you can become better at tackling is if you start tackling. And I understand that this is the NFL and you want to you know, keep guys fresh, but tackling is something that you have to do repetitively so yeah. when you get to the game, it's second nature. If you, take a, if you take a week off of tackling, you won't be as good of a tackler as you was if against somebody that's always doing it. So, uh, you know they went back to doing that making sure you do tackling circuit make sure you explain to them you know ex- with same foot same shoulder um, when you're approaching the tackler from the side this is where you so how you're supposed to make that tackle if you're coming head on make sure you tackle it this way like those things, can get lost if you're not always harping and preaching on those things and, and practicing those in practice. So I think they probably went back to doing tackling circuit and teaching these guys how to tackle. And you know, and the professionals they always want you to thud up in practice. You know, you never let a guy just run free. If you if you got a chance to hit him square, then you do that. And and as much as you don't yet, as a professional, you hate doing it because you're like, man, I just it, it's hard on the body. When you get to game day, it's second nature to you to always make those tackles. So you you have to train yourself to do it in practice so you'll do it in the game.
2: Tyvus, is this a good time for a buy or a bad time for a bye? Like, Would you rather be going into the bye off of a much-needed win or would you rather have a game coming up next week so that you can kind of build off that momentum rather than kind of have that lull in the middle?
3: You know, I think this bye actually comes at a really good time. Um, the, the, it seems to me that this defense in particular has turned the corner. You know, the last couple of weeks, I thought they played pretty well. Um, last night, they played out of their minds. And I think it's good to hit the reset button, you know, go into the bye week, knowing that you got this big, these nice, important games coming up, these next three, before DY gets back. Um, I think it, it, it's a good time to hit the refresh button, understand that, you know, we are playing good ball. We got what it takes and we have to find a way to win these games, these next three games, or at least compete in these three games. Um, and when, so we'll look good when Deshaun Watson comes back. I think this is a perfect time for about a bye week.
2: Just a couple more minutes with Tyvis Powell here in the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Um, in terms of, I've been kind of relating tonight the the Browns too, that that toxic ex you have who texts you at 11 o'clock at night and says you up like just when you think you're done with them, they, they suck <laughs> you right back in. Right. Like that's that's kind of what it felt like last night was now everyone's kind of feeling, well, maybe the playoffs are a possibility. There's you're, you're telling me there's a chance, right? Where is your head at with this team? Like, are you are you back on that 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 belief that, hey, Anything can happen, or are you still kind of cautiously optimistic, wondering, like, well, are we going to continue to see the consistency after the bye week, starting with that game against Miami?
3: Well, knowing me, everybody knows that I'm the most optimistic person in the say, world. I was going to say, I figured so, you were going to go So <laughs> I've never really jumped off the ship. I, I understand how, how the NFL works because I've been able to do it for a, a few years of my life. You know, you you start off a season – and you really can't go off the first couple of games because things can turn. And it takes it, – it, it seems to me that you have to hit a point where it, – it's a point in every season where it's D-Day. It's the crossroad road. It's either we're either going to do good or we're not. And it's one game in particular every season that's going to dictate that. I think that game was the Cincinnati game. This game was such a big win for them because – when when the the next time they play a division game they'll have their quarterback that their 230 million dollar man at quarterback so that's why to me it was important that they got this win and i think this game was the crossroad game and it showed the world that hey even against a good team a team that people are picking to go to the playoffs a team that can can easily repeat as the AFC champions or at least be in that game to dominate them in the fashion that they did, it's a confidence booster, and I think that that's why to me I, I needed to see that. I needed to see how this young team played when the spotlight is on. We've seen them a Thursday night, obviously against Pittsburgh, they played really well. But this Monday night game against a team that was absolutely really good to come in there and dominate the way that they did, yeah, I, I'm on the. They, they definitely have a shot to make the playoffs for sure.
2: I says there's a chance, everybody. Hey, before I let you go, I know that the uh, inner defensive back in you had to love MJ Emerson last night, just playing so physical with, with the receivers. Like he was just like, yeah, if I get called for a penalty, I get called for a penalty, but I'm going to go all out on every single play. It was, it was pretty impressive. He had a nice night.
3: Absolutely. I mean, he's been strappy. He was a guy that when they drafted him, you know, I looked at his tape and I said, I I can see why they got him. You know, big body corner. Yeah. Um, in the SEC was very. I think he led the SEC in PBUs maybe or something like right, that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a guy that he plays the ball well, and that's what you want as your DB. You want a guy who, when the ball is in the air, can they plays on the ball because. At the corner position, believe it or not, it's a lot of guys that when that ball go up in the air, they get nervous, they get timid, they start grabbing. He's one of those guys that remain calm and knows how to play the ball correctly. So he can be a special player in this league for a very long time.
2: How many points the Buckeyes hanging on Northwestern this weekend? Uh,
3: you know, I don't want to be I, – I like to be modest with it. You know, I don't want to go over the top, but I'm going to say 63. <laughs>
2: <laughs> only 63 only 63 oh man tyvus Powell, former ohio state Buckeye. guy he's on the radio in columbus the ultimate cleveland sports show you can catch him here on 92.3 on our post game show each and every single week but he has a nice t- a nice long couple weeks off here with the bye week coming up so Tyvis enjoy yourself man always enjoy talking to you you're the best thank you so much nice
3: man go bucks go browns
2: appreciate you Tyvis good stuff from Tyvis Powell. let's